0: The women's creative dares their listeners to hurdle their dreams. Tune in to our weekly podcast to hear from individuals who are breaking down barriers, solving problems, and making the world a better place. Hear the stories of these business owners who chose to take the road less traveled. Join us for Not There Yet. Well, hey everyone. Uh, we are so excited to be with you today. Um, it's Christina Weaver. I am a co-founder of The Women's Creative. And I'm Bianca Fitzpatrick.
1: I am director of marketing for The Women's Creative.
0: Awesome. And you're tuned in to Not There Yet, stories about women who are taking the road less traveled. And we're, we just sat down with Michelle Smallman. Oh my God. She's like a superstar. She's amazing. <laughs> I know. And I she's someone I met a while ago and had heard her story and you had never heard her story. No,
1: I hadn't literally until she came in today. I mean, I did a little bit of my research and we had just finished Freshly Picked with her. So I was starting to learn a little bit more about her. But I mean, after today, like the level of respect has risen so far high. Like, no, she's a total badass.
0: So we're super excited to talk more about that. But before we do, we have to take a a quick pause and do a roll call because today, every day we sit down and we always look around our office or whoever we're working with. Everyone's wearing something from a local or small business, woman business, owned business. Um, And so usually we call out like, oh my God, you're wearing this or you're wearing that. So what do you have on today, B? So I'm definitely wearing Room 7,
1: the blazer. Um, I have Prevail Boutique bracelet on and I feel really, really bad because- This this, is Minx Metals. It is Minx Metals. Okay. Yes. This, this, one of my favorite rings is from Minx Metals. So, and I probably wear this every other day.
0: Awesome. Okay, well, and I um, am a little more of a minimalist than Bianca, so <laughs> I have one necklace on, and it's from Teresa at our Jewels. Oh, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, I know. And she just like travels the world and gathers these cool things and does these statement pieces, and they're really great. So if you are um, a local women business owner, shout out to you. Um, we're really excited that you're listening in. Uh, the Women's Creative is always here to help you. Tune in with us on Thursday mornings to Stronger Than Coffee. You'll find us on Instagram or Zoom. Um, please sign up for our email newsletter through our website. Site and stay in touch um so yeah we're gonna dive in for a few more minutes and kind of reflect on this like the inspiration that Michelle gave yes so be like what's what's kind of like the one thing that you walked away from you were like whoa I, I I my mind is blown you know Michelle reminds me a lot about myself
1: when I was in college just hearing her story and like it She really, like, reignite, reignited my determination and just hearing her story of, like, just how adamant she was about achieving her goals and, like, making a very, like, decisive uh, moves in her life and just committing to whatever decision she made and, like, living it through. And, I mean, post doing that, I mean, she's, like, really, like, receiving the fruits of her labor And you can see it in our community and then it's spreading into other communities uh, within her travel and in other offices. And just her impact
0: is a lot bigger than I think she
1: realizes it is. Yeah
0: absolutely. I think that's that's one thing that really struck me is she's like, oh I don't I don't know I don't know if you could say that about me or that I did that but like she truly is like a a trailblazer for women, particularly in St. Louis and sports, but definitely nationally too. and there's more and more women who sit in roles like hers. but when she got started, there were not very many and it's just incredible to see she had a vision for what she wanted to do. And obviously she loves what she does, mm-hmm. right? That helps so much. And yeah. that clearly motivates her. Um, but she just really stuck to it and was willing to try different things to get into the seat, to get a seat at the table. Yeah. And that was like, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think I would have given up.
1: <laughs> I, like, that is easier said than done for sure. And I think especially with the industry that she's in where it's, Sort of doggy dog for women in a male-dominated yes. industry. I really appreciate her humility and, like, willingness to, like, create a family of women in her industry and, like, really pursue, like, a sisterhood and, like, understanding that if they work together, they can
0: accomplish so much more. No, I think that's right. I mean, her positivity, her hope is unflappable. Yeah. And I think some of those things, that, that really, like, lifted me as I listened to her. And it's like, okay— regardless of what I come up against or how hard this might be or how many things that we're trying to do I just literally can't figure out it. like <laughs> surely there's a way to do this and I can't figure out how to do it she got creative she got thoughtful mm-hmm. she took turns when she needed to um and she stayed really focused but she stayed positive and kind mm-hmm. through yeah, the whole thing for and, sure I mean that's that's phenomenal yeah and the so.
1: best part about it is that she's really just getting started I mean this. I, know. I mean she's continuing to accomplish major things and she's growing and she still like has goals and dreams that she's wanting to accomplish no matter like how many things she's already achieved and so i think that that speaks to the purpose of this podcast and absolutely you know
0: yeah. Well, and I mean, her announcement at the end um of her interview is yes. really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we all like know that it's coming now. We're all now going to listen to late night radio mm-hmm. on ESPN with Michelle. Um, But I think you're right. I think, you know, she'll say, I don't know, maybe I'll be back to St. Louis. And I you just see women like this, like there's no, no, there's no direction for you except for up. Yep. And I, I think it's, it's again, like it's, it's her being positive and kind and optimistic and keeping her head down and working really hard. And, yeah. So super inspirational.
1: Yeah, I truly, truly wish the best for her. And whatever happens, we know is purposeful and it's intended to happen. And so whether that's her staying where she is or coming back to St. Louis, um, either way, it's, it's what it's supposed to be. So congratulations, Michelle. Agreed, and
0: thank you so much for your time with us. And for those of you who are listening, in just a couple seconds here, you're going to get to hear um, our interview with Michelle, and we think it's it's really going to be impactful for you. So after you hear it, um, make some comments, let us know what you thought, share your story with us, connect. Um, we love to hear from you. So thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy this. Yeah.
1: The Women's Creative couldn't be more excited to record our weekly podcast at Shock City Studios. Their large format studio specializes in music, podcasts, and audiobooks. If you're looking for a space for you, call Shock City Studios. All right. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, My name is Bianca Fitzpatrick, Director of Marketing for the Women's
0: Creative. Yeah. And I'm Christina. I am one of our co-founders and we're really excited to be joined today by Michelle Smallman. Miss Michelle Smallman. Thank Yay. you for, so much for being here. Uh, thank
2: you for having me, ladies. This is so exciting to be here with you.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's been really fun for us to get to know you and get to partner with you a little bit. We just finished up Freshly Picked, which was an awesome mm-hmm. event on Tuesday night. Yes, it was so fun. And thank you so yes. much for all of the hard work and effort you ladies put into that. It was so fun. Yeah,
2: We oh. had so much fun. We
0: yeah, were able we to did. support Lydia's house and... Yep. Sell some uh,
1: secondhand clothes. And- yeah, it was awesome. It was a great, great turnout. Um, amazing women, amazing mm-hmm. items to buy and purchase. I uh, so I think all around, everyone won.
0: It's great. It was so good. So Michelle, tell us. Why don't you introduce who you are, what you do, for those of you who may, those people may listening who might not know you. And-
2: yes, um, my name is Michelle Smallman, as you as you mentioned, and um, I am. One half of Character and Smallman, which is the morning show on 101 ESPN here in St. Louis. So I am the co-host of the morning show, Talking Sports from 7 to 10 a.m. here in St. Louis. I love it. And,
0: and what else? Because there's just like, that's just the beginning.
2: Well, I mean, I've done a couple things here and there. I also, when the Battle Hawks were here, did work for them. I've done stuff for St. Louis City SC. I have a personal podcast. I feel like there's always opportunities that pop up here and there that I try to take advantage of. But yeah, you've probably heard me through your speakers at some point, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have all of these accolades in the sports industry and, uh, and generally in, in broadcasting. Um, can you tell us how you got to where you are today? Oh, sure. I'll give you the quick elevator story because I think like <laughs> most people, once you are in your career for 10 plus years, it's it's not a quick and linear path. Right. It never, You never end up in the place that you anticipated that you would. I never even thought I would be in radio. I actually went to college to be in TV, but I've been in radio for over 10 years. It's weird how that works out, but um, I'll roll it all the way back to the beginning. So I went to the University of Illinois. I actually went pre-med. I wanted to be a dermatologist. And um, after about five minutes of my first chemistry class, week one, my freshman year, I realized that that wasn't for me. I had the self-awareness to know I was not (laughs) going to be uh, smart enough or dedicated enough to become a doctor. And so after meeting with my advisor and realizing that I needed to change my major and quickly, uh, she said, "What if you could do anything, what would you do? And I said, well, we have a really good and fun basketball team that the entire school had fallen in love with. I was like, I would follow them around and write about them. And she was like, well, you're a female and you have a deep voice. So if you're going to go into sports, you should go into broadcasting and not writing. And this was 2005 at the time. And she had the foresight to say, everything is going to be convergence media moving forward. I mean, you have to understand this was like at the very beginning of Facebook, even. Mm -hmm. I remember my school getting the Facebook and thinking it was the coolest thing on earth. And she. Really could see what was coming down the pipeline and said, everything is going to be convergence media. So you're going to be writing and talking and shooting and editing all of these things that you're going to learn in, in broadcast journalism. You will be able to apply to your job. So don't just limit yourself to strictly print because everything is going to change moving forward. So um, I did that and Asked her for any internship that came across her desk to get my hands on it or at least apply to it. And um, I worked for Monday Night Football. I worked for KSDK here in St. Louis. I worked for the Big Ten Network, which was just getting started interviewing football players and Mm -hmm. doing a bunch of things for them. And then when I graduated, the economy crashed, which was great. And um, thankfully, I had interned here at KSDK, and they had an opening for the morning show today in St. Louis. So I was a production assistant for that show. And I would work from four o'clock in the morning till two in the afternoon doing behind the scenes production work. And then from two to six every day, I would go to the sports office for free and just beg them to let me do anything for them. I would would look at the calendar and see what was coming up. And I would see that they were going to Bush Stadium. And I'd say, hey, can I come along with you to see how you know you, you interview a player? Or I'd say, hey, I, I saw your script. I wrote your teases for you if you want to use them. I saw you're going to interview Albert Pujols. Here's 20 questions that I, I wrote up just in case. <sighs> and eventually I bugged them enough that they started letting me do some stuff. And um, then ESPN Radio came to town and Renny Knott, who was the sports director at KSDK at the time, got a weekend show and offered me a position. And so I did that for a little bit with him on my only day off. And uh, the program director there heard me on the air and reached out to me and suggested that I apply for the job there. And I became Bernie Miklis' producer, and I've been in radio ever since. Wow, what a fascinating story. I'm
1: like, yes. you know, since the beginning, like, it's been really inspiring to hear you tell your story. And I'm I'm putting myself back into like little college be. And even some of the qualities that we share with, like, you just being super driven and taking initiative and, like, even, like, feeling okay with, like, switching course. And I think a lot of young people kind of have, well, this generation is a little different, but Mm -hmm. even mine, like, have that issue with, like, the fear of, like, what could be if you completely change course and so, like, your story is a testament to, like, the all of the possibilities that could happen uh, once you, like, commit to something that you truly love. So...
0: I I, val- I really value that about you. Oh, well, well, thank you. And that level of determination. Yeah. I'm not sure that I've ever, you know, it's like, maybe I could do this. Maybe I'll try. I'll dip my toe into it. You were like, nope, I'm in the deep end. I'm going to get myself in front all of people in. and this is going to happen. I yeah. mean, you were
2: all it. You really it's were. It's kind of the only way to do this because so many people want broadcast jobs or specifically jobs in sports that if, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to sacrifice everything for this job, you will not make it. And this is what when I speak at colleges or high schools, I I tell these young people, I'm like, listen, you see that my name is on a show and that I work for ESPN or you see me on the field interviewing players and you think that that's cool. What you don't see is all of the hours that I worked for free. You don't Mm -hmm. see all of the, the times my friends went out and I missed it because I had to work weird hours. You don't see... The, the very small amount of money that you make in the beginning. And it truly is Darwinism. It's like, who wants it the most? Who is willing to sacrifice the most to get it? Because most people go into journalism and they're like, you know what, this is just, I'm not willing to give up all the things that I'm going to give up in order to make it. And so a lot of people pivot to PR or marketing. And those are amazing jobs too. But I just feel like I knew from the outset, especially being a female, It's going to be 10 times harder for you than it's going to be for a lot of other people. And if you really want this, you're going to have to commit yourself to it.
1: Well, this is a really good transition to the next question of um, the purpose of your work and why you do what you do.
2: Well, for me, sports is rare and the fact that it's the ultimate connector. I think especially now, we are more divided than ever. But right now, Albert Pujols is trying to hit 700 home runs. And I promise you, it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your job is, where you're from. All of these things that people use as identifiers to divide us. When we are cheering for one thing together, it's, it's the ultimate galvanizing moment. And I love that about sports and i think it's really cool that every day randy and i get to wake up and we get to have people start their mornings with us and bring a bunch of people together and that's not why i got into sports initially i really just wanted to be part of the big moments and i i'm just in awe of people that also dedicate themselves to achieving something that is very rare and um you know remarkable and i just think a lot of us like sports because we're attracted to to greatness But the more that I've done this, I appreciate my job and see my purpose as being an outlet for people, especially through a lot of hard times where they can pour themselves into something that brings them at least a little bit of joy every day.
0: So that's actually one thing I really love about listening to your morning show in the morning. I feel like, okay, Michelle's going to bring the sunshine. (laughs) There is like positivity in this. There is, you know, you're going to give it that spin that's going to bring everybody together. That's going to make no matter which what situation everyone's hating on. Everywhere else in the sports world, Michelle's got a positive (laughs) spin on it, and that's one of like my favorite parts of your approach. But you've hit a lot of stumbling blocks, and you've had a lot of resistance, and you're still bringing the sunshine. And so, what what is it in you, or what has kept you going and kept you motivated? It's a lot of years that you've been driving this. Yeah, that's
2: true. Um, I do try to to at least put a positive spin on most things because I always try to put myself in the position of the person on the other side of the speaker. You probably are tired. You woke up this morning. Maybe you're running late because you couldn't find your kid's shoe or whatever and and you get in the car. See, you know, it's just <laughs> mornings are really hectic for a lot of people and you know, you're rushing to get to work or there's all these things going on and you turn turn on our show and like I said this is supposed to be an escape for you. And Sometimes the escape is because something happened in the game the night before and we're all mad and we're all going to be mad together. Mm -hmm. But other times it's for us to all kind of have a laugh together and be like, this is the toy department of life. Sports is supposed to be fun. That's why we like it. So even if it's negative, we Randy and I try to at least put a little bit of a rose-colored glass over it and just have people start their days off on a good foot. But I think... As I've continued, again, as I've continued on, it seems like there's been an evolution into what I I appreciate about this job or how I try to silence the noise or the issues that pop up. And a lot of people ask me, did you always know you wanted to be a sports talk radio host? And I'm like, no, I never even considered that this could be a job for me because I never saw someone who looked like me occupy that seat. And so the best part of my job is when parents come up to me and say, Our little girl listens to you in the mornings on the way to school or camp or practice or whatever, and she loves you. So I always keep that in mind every day that there's a little girl that's listening in a car somewhere who may have never heard a female on the air talking sports before, and maybe she loves sports too, and she thinks that's a job that I could take one day. And I can't wait for that little girl to grow up and take my job. I really can't because that's the sort of progress that we need in sports. Yeah, I, I love that. I so
1: what's what is next for Michelle Smallman?
2: Well, I um Uh, in September when this is airing I actually have an opportunity to work at ESPN at the mothership at the network I'm going to be hosting and doing some stuff for them and uh, some other things TBD until the ink is officially dry I won't be able to share but I think the next step is to uh, while still of course being connected to St. Louis and doing things in St. Louis kind of take it to the next level and do some national work too.
1: I love that you are one true example of uh this you know what not there yet really really embodies and it's just like this journey it's like people can see you and 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 assume that you've arrived but like you are you're still pushing through and you're still accomplishing great things and um this is really like the purpose of what we're doing here yeah. Uh, so when podcast. we
0: talked about, okay, the road less traveled, like your name came up immediately. <laughs> it's like, who else has broken? I mean, i do not sure I know anyone who's broken more barriers than you have oh at this gosh. point, which is like incredible in your field. And, and it is really, really exciting. You're, you're making you and a group of really amazing other women mm-hmm. um, are making a place for women in sports where there never really has been before. Yeah, even from when I first started, I feel like the industry has changed so much.
2: And not only that there's so much more diversity and there's so many more women just, involved in sports at so many different levels but when I first started the women that were currently occupying roles they had to fight so hard to get there that people and I don't even blame them because I feel like it's human nature were very protective of their spots Mm -hmm. you know they had to fight and claw to get there and so they were going to be able to hang on to that job or or just not lose it by any means possible right and Unfortunately, for a very long time, it seemed like there might only be spot for one female. So you really had to be protective of your job. But now that we're seeing all of these different jobs and so many women break through barriers and occupy different seats, We've kind of developed this amazing collective of women that look out for each other and support each other. And there's no gatekeeping anymore. And, you know, even just the other night, I was out to dinner with Katie Wu, who's a writer. She covers the Cardinals for the athletic and Alexa Datt, who you see on your TVs, covering uh, the Cardinals and the Blues for Bally Sportsman West. And so here's three women in St. Louis on three different mediums. And we're out to dinner and we're sharing, you know, war stories and we're giving each other advice. And I said to them at the dinner, I've waited my entire career to have a group of women like this that I can use as a sounding board and that we can be champions for one another and just have each other's backs. And I think that that is so cool that we've arrived at this place in sports where there's room for everybody and everybody is supporting and uplifting each other. And I just think as we continue forward, it's only going to be that many more women at the table.
0: That is beautiful. I mean, that's amazing. Our, our <laughs> last question was, you know, what you know, not just what's next, but what would you hand to people, or what encouragement you have. And I think that's huge. I, you know, I think we can really say, like, let, let's let's bring more of us to the table, and then be willing to, you know, we have to send you off, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. we're also, you know, it really, really honored that you're coming from a community that is building and creating space for more women. Yeah, and the only other thing that I would say is that. Seriously, if
2: I can do it, anybody can. I did not know one person in media or one person in sports. I'm just a girl from Belleville, Illinois that really put her mind to something and, and, and stuck with it. And I just think so many people... Whether it's a job in sports or broadcasting or singing or something, they they have this dream, but they just don't think they can do it. Mm-hmm. If you believe in yourself and you work hard enough, you seriously can do anything. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't because trust me, there's been so many people along the way that told me I couldn't do it. But you just have to believe in yourself and keep working and you'll get whatever you want.
1: I'm here for. Michelle, thank (laughs) you for your wise words. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for uh, joining us in this podcast. And thank you all for listening to Not There Yet. Catch us every week for stories from our community about the road less traveled.